Welcome to Emotionally Healthy Legacy. This is a podcast where we learn intentional ways to become emotionally healthy moms and break destructive patterns so we can build a close relationship with our children. My goal here is to educate you on how to leave an emotionally healthy legacy for your children. Hi mamas, welcome back. This is podcast number seven, and today we'll be talking about three emotional needs all humans have, and that includes us, our children, our spouse, and how we can meet those needs in one another and use them in order to grow closer in relationship with the people that are important to us. I want to start out with a story that happened a while back between my husband and I. We were talking about I really wanted to see if I could get a certain amount of money per month to update some things in our house because uh, we have been married for almost 12 years and there's a lot of things in our home that are just out of style, are old, I don't like them and I would like to update them. And I wasn't asking my husband for a lot. I was asking for $50 a month just to do little updates here and there. Because as a mom, a stay-at-home mom that stays home all day, you see this house all day long and you want to enjoy the home that you're living. And I'm not saying to have all these crazy expensive things. I just wanted little things like a new comforter and new lights on the nightstand. Just little things around the house that just help you feel better and they warm you and just makes it a homey feel. And from my husband's perspective, he's like, well, what's wrong with the things that we do have? They work fine. They're just fine. And I can see where he's coming from, but I was feeling that he couldn't see my perspective. And as we were talking about it, I got more emotionally charged because this was important to me and I got sensitive and I remember starting to cry about it because to me, it was a big deal. To him, it wasn't because that's not the world he lives in. But to me, this is a big deal. And I remember getting sensitive and starting to cry and he's like, oh, come on, seriously, you're going to cry about it? And he didn't mean it in a rude way. He just didn't see the reason for me to cry about it, you know. And the next day when I was talking to him, I told him, I said, hey, you know, when you said that comment to me, that really hurt my feelings because it felt like you didn't care. Like this wasn't important to you. And I need you to know that I don't cry ever to manipulate you. I cry because this really does mean a lot to me. And it's just a sensitive topic to me. It wasn't to try to manipulate you to get you to do what I want you to do. And it made me feel like... It doesn't matter what I was talking about when he said that comment, even though it wasn't like super rude or mean. And that moment was really eye-opening for me to realize that we do that with our kids so often. You know, when something that they have or are doing or like they lost a piece of paper that they drew something, it was important to them, but it's it could, I could care less. It really is not important to me. And he's crying about it and he's being sensitive. And how often do we just shut their feelings down and be like, oh, come on, it's no big deal. Or, you know, they were playing with a balloon and it popped. 
and I'm like, oh, it's okay, it's no big deal, you know, it's gonna be fine, you're gonna be okay, let's redirect you, let's do something else, you know, instead of getting down on their level and meeting them where they're at and empathizing with them, that they're experiencing a loss, what they're dealing with is hard for them, and I realized that how often do I do that with my kids? And I have done in the past. I'm a lot more intentional now recognizing that that is an unhelpful pattern that I'm trying to break because in order for me to grow closer with my kids, I'm going to talk about the three emotional needs that we all have as humans and we how we can use those needs to actually connect with our children and build a closer emotional connection with them that hopefully as they get older we create a secure relationship with them so then we are that safe person they want to come to when they're going through something hard so the first thing is feeling heard and listened to so if you have a son or a daughter who is coming from school and they are, you just see that they're kind of like in a gloomy mood. You're not really sure what's going on. Well, the first thing you can ask them, hey, I see that you're kind of grumpy. Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to tell me what's going on? Giving them an opportunity to be heard and to be listened to. And if we provide that opportunity for them, and make space for that, more often than not, especially the younger ones, will tell you what's going on. And our job as a parent is to actually listen to them, make that space to help them feel heard and help them feel listened to. Because if you are struggling and you're having a rough time and your husband asks you, hey, hey, what's going on? And you actually tell him what's going on and he truly listens to you that can make a huge difference you feel heard and listened to and that grows your relationship closer to him and responding to your children with things like i'm listening what you have to say tell me more what was that like for you Using phrases like that will help them open up more and tell you more what's what they're dealing with. What's the struggle? So the second thing, the second emotional need is feeling understood. And that comes alongside with feeling heard because if we listen to them and make that space for our children to be heard and then responding in a way that helps them feel understood and that is by providing validation when we validate their feelings that helps them feel understood for example here are some things that you can say to help them feel like you understand them i see your perspective that does make sense i'd probably feel the same way if i was in your position when it comes to validation, it is understanding and showing acceptance to the other person's feelings. That helps them feel supported, understood, and that also helps them feel heard. So the first part is to actually listen to them. And the second part is validating what they're going through. You don't have to agree 
with what they're feeling is correct, all you have to do is to help them see that um, what they're feeling is valid. Like their perspective is valid without you trying to change it for them. So again, number one is listening to them and making that space for your child to share what's going on and what their struggle is. And the second one is validating their perspective that that makes sense why they are frustrated it makes sense why they're angry or overwhelmed because of what they're going through without trying to change their feeling because then they don't feel like they're crazy by feeling what they're feeling and number three is expressing empathy so all of three of these things they kind of intertwine with one another and support one another and if you it's pretty easy to do all three of them together at the same time because they all kind of connect with one another the the number three is expressing empathy and that is trying to understand and relate and put yourself in that other person's shoes and trying to feel what they feel so it's like coming alongside them and Almost like I feel with you what you're feeling or when when they're upset, when they're sad. Let's say you lost your mom and your best friend came over and she is sitting there and she's crying with you as she's holding you. She's feeling with you. That is empathy. And that really strengthens the relationship. So there's a few phrases that you can use with your kids or your spouse um, when you're expressing empathy is I am so sorry you have to deal with this that must be really really hard for you I can only imagine what it must feel like Um, this must be really really hard I would feel the same way I'd feel really frustrated if I was you too trying to put yourself almost kind of like in their shoes And that really truly makes connection because many times when our kids come to us with something that they're venting and um, struggling with, we just want to solve the problem. And all a lot of times all they need to do is to be heard. I know that that is often with me as a woman, like I think maybe you ladies will be able to relate. How often is it that when we're going through something hard, when we're having a rough day, for example, and we call our husband and he's driving home and all we need to do is literally vent. Literally, that's all we need to do. And if he on the other end says, oh my gosh, honey, I'm so sorry. That sounds like a really, really rough day. I'd feel the same way. I'd feel really overwhelmed as well if I were you. He's not there to change the situation. Let's say he's on a trip, he's even far away. You know, he's not able to come home in an hour and help you out. But him expressing, listening to you, him expressing validation and empathy to you helps you feel heard, understood, and it creates a close connection between you and him. And next time when you're struggling, you want to come to him again because he he met you where you where you were at he wasn't trying to get you out of it and be like oh come on hon like it's no big deal just snap out of it stop being frustrated it's just getting old 
you know, he wasn't trying to get you out of it. He was actually meeting you where you were at and supporting. And then if you ask one more question after that, it's like, how can I help you? Is there anything I can do to help you? That is like an extra thing that you can add to these three things already to support that individual. And sometimes with your kid, it's a hug. It really is. That's all it is. And just being next to them, being with them in that difficult emotion without even trying to change them or get them out of it. It's good for us to feel uncomfortable. That's how we grow and that's how we prepare ourselves for other struggles that we're going to have in life. If we try to fix all the problems for our kids, we're not setting them up for success in the long run. We're just not because they will have difficult and challenging things that will happen in their lives. That's just life. Things are like that. And if we try to fix every single problem and make it better for them when they're little right now, we're not serving them in the long run. But if we teach them that we are here for them when they are struggling and we can't always fix the problem and it's okay to be sad, it's okay to feel frustrated, and we're teaching them the skills to how to go through that, then we're setting them up for success. And I can tell you another thing. When it comes to human brain, what is really helpful is when you listen to somebody, when you listen to their perspective, when you validate and empathize with them, it is way, 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 way less likely, actually almost never, that person escalates. They actually de-escalate in that emotion and they calm down. And the bonus is that it builds a closer relationship between you and your child or your spouse, you know, and it's, it is so cool because if we meet our kids there, first of all, they de-escalate, it creates a closer relationship. And then we're that same person they want to come to when they're struggling with something even harder later on in their life. Because how many of us want a close relationship with our kids? I think we all do, yet we end up neglecting these little moments that we have with them when they get hurt, when they can't find their pencil, when, you know, their Lego set is broken, when their balloon popped, when their friend didn't show up to the play date or whatever. All these little moments that we can use to build connection and relationship with them. Many times we're like, oh, it's no big deal. Oh, come on, just get over it. And that comes from your family of origin. If you grew up in a home where your emotions were neglected and shut down and not expressed in helpful ways, you're just going to fall back on that. So that is a pattern we have to recognize that that's not really healthy. And in order to build a close relationship with our kids, we need to do something different. That requires intentionality. It does require energy. And that's why I need to refill my cup first. I do that in the mornings. I get up before my kids. I do things what I need to do to refill my cup. Because if I don't do that, it's insanely hard to show up for my kids in that way. And instead of meeting them where they're at, I want to stop that emotion because it feels like too much for me. I've mentioned this before, mamas. 
First, take care of yourself. Meet your emotional needs. Do what refills your cup. Pray if you don't have people in your life that can be those emotional support for you. We all need those people in our lives who are there to support us and encourage us. And it's really, really, really important because there are some emotional needs that only God can meet, but there's a lot of needs that we need a support system for and safe people in our lives. And it's either a community or a church. It's either close friends. It's either family. If your family is not nearby, see if there's people in your area that you can either do play dates with or schedule something and pray for God to send you somebody in your life who can be that person for you. One more thing before we wrap up. Spending time with your kids is really important. That it is really important. But playing a board game with them is one thing. Meeting them emotionally in their struggles and being with them in that emotion, even if it's uncomfortable for you, being with them and almost like supporting them through it and guiding them through it and coaching them through it is what actually will build that emotional connection with your child in the long run. So to recap... The three things that we learned today is when we give an opportunity and make space for a child to be heard, that is very important for them to get their feelings out. If we validate their feelings and then if we empathize with their feelings, almost kind of like try to feel what they're feeling, that creates a close relationship with your child so for example next time your kid comes to you and complains about something that they don't like or is hard for them or is challenging or they got hurt or upset about something using that moment to listen to them and say things like i hear you tell me more what was it like for you when that happened and then using that opportunity to validate their feelings and say, I can understand why you'd feel really frustrated. That makes a lot of sense. That must be really, really hard. And then trying to put yourself into their shoes and saying things like, I would feel the same way if I was in your position. I'm so sorry your friend did that. That is hard. And just being with them in that moment and offering them a hug, that is what's going to build a close relationship between you and your child. And then you're going to become that safe person they want to come to next time and open up to because you met them there. You validated them. You empathized with them. And you made that space for them. If you found something helpful in this episode, I would love for you to share with one friend who you think will benefit from it and will enjoy listening to things that will help her grow emotionally and build a better, closer relationship with her kids. I also want to let you know that if you go in the show notes at the bottom of this podcast, you will find a link that will lead you to a five-day mini course that you can do um, through it's going to be like an email mini course and in that course it will teach you practical skills 
things that you can do in the moment to help you respond instead of react because so often we struggle with knowing that we should respond to our kids instead of react but we fall back to those automatic patterns that we've been doing for so many years and we don't know how to change them. So there's five practical skills that I help you with to implement in your life things that you can do on a regular basis that will teach you to respond instead of react. I'll see you next time, mamas. Bye.